It's time to start. This is The Eye, a podcast about potato culture. As always, we'll start with potato salad or not. Mark, last weekend you prepared potatoes with buttered leeks and bacon. There was some controversy on the Twitters. Was that a potato salad? Uh, it went to my parents, which was uh, the, the purpose for said potato salad. And uh, I, I told them that I didn't have any spring onion, or, or as we uh, in the Irish fraternity call them, scallions. And uh, the, the response back was negative. However, they <laughs> very much enjoyed the potato salad and continued to refer to it as a potato salad. So I <laughs> submit to you that it is possible to have a potato salad with buttered leeks substituted for scallions. Thank you. Inside jokes, inside jokes, they're jokes on the inside. Hello, Mark Stedman. Oh, hello, Brendan Hutchins. And welcome. Thank you so much, Bradley, for joining us. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. This is Bradley from Podchaser.com, the internet's uh, podcast review site. We first want to start off with um, previous podcasts that we've recommended for Mark to become his new favorite podcast. Mark, have you listened to any of the previous recommendations that we've sent your way? Two out of the three. Um, So I completely missed conversations with people who hate me. Okay. Um, just because I never got round to it. Uh, sure. Dissect, I uh, listened to the first two episodes because I wanted to sort of um, give it give it a bit of its due, uh, and mm-hmm. I found it a really, really interesting listen. I don't want to go into the specifics and the vagaries of hip-hop uh, itself, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I thought the... I think what it does, which is great for people like me who would like to enjoy some of this music, but don't necessarily get yeah. it because um, certainly the album that, that uh, he was talking about in the first season to pimp a butterfly is very artistic and very, um, it's a concept album and, and there's a, there's a lot of context behind that. And mm-hmm. that's certainly something that I would have missed when I put mm-hmm. it on Spotify years ago and thought, wow, this, I like, I knew that it wasn't as simple as, Oh, I don't like this. I knew there was stuff that I wasn't getting. And so I think what I like about that, uh, that podcast is it gives a lot of that context and, and it was really interesting. So I, I yeah, I mm-hmm. really, really appreciated it. Um, cool. And Doug, Doug loves movies. Funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. There's not much to say. It's just fun. Funny show. I also listened to, I listened to the first episode of dissect. I hadn't listened to that yet. Mm. Um, I, I agree with with your review there. It is very well considered and and put together. Um, it wasn't for me. I, mm-hmm. I I like music. I like music review podcasts, um, and I like deep dives into things. But the actual music that he was reviewing just it did nothing for me. It, it it didn't move me in any way. Um, and maybe I need to listen to the whole series to to maybe have it move me, but. It just it didn't pull me in at all, so I did not continue. Uh, Bradley, have you listened to Dissect, or do you have a uh, recommendation for Mark of what should be his next favorite podcast? I barely know you, Mark, so I really. <laughs> what, what do you? What do you need in a podcast today? You know what, Bradley? No one's ever asked me that. Thank you so, so much. So welcome. I I don't really like comedy, um, hardly at all. I I uh, mm. I do like I do enjoy. The Mabim Bam fellas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mm-hmm. begrudgingly really started enjoying them. Um, <laughs> have you have you listened to Work Life with Adam Grant? No. Okay, so a little a little in the same vein as as Reply All, just that it's it's interesting and and kind of techy, but really it's a, it's an organizational psychologist who 
who evaluates different teams across the world and uh, high performers like astronauts and, and figures out how they work together. And uh, it's, it's a kind of different take on the, the really, 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 really like tired entrepreneur startup kind of podcast. Cause I'm getting really sick of mm. all of them. Mm. <laughs> so it's a refreshingly new take from a psychological perspective. That's my only recommendation for you. I, I really, I really don't, um, I don't like comedy that much. So I really, I really can't help you very much at all. I think having listened to um, probably Merlin Mann has possibly poisoned me on comedy mm. um, because I think things that are labelled as comedy, uh, I actually kind of steer quite clear of. Yeah. Certainly when something is self-reported as comedy, that uh, yeah. I think more yeah. and more it just is like, mm-hmm. that's not for you to decide. <laughs> comedy is, has yeah. gotten so, uh, it's, it's really difficult. If if you're aware that you're funny, then you're really not funny. Yeah. Mark, I have a recommendation for you. Uh, have you heard of The Fall of the House of Sunshine? No, sir. It's a musical. Oh. It's it's a comedy. Uh, so are you familiar with Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Uh, I am familiar in as much as I know it's a thing. Isn't that what's-his-face? That's Joss Whedon and... Uh, um, old, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Or no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, oh, that'd be... That'd be something. No, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He's um, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was uh, one of my favorite um, musical events. Um, are you familiar with Repo the Genetic Opera? Uh, again, heard of, not seen. Okay. Are you familiar with Greg the Bunny? No. Greg the Bunny is a, a TV show with Seth Green and a bunch of other comedians. Um, and it's about puppets and stuff. Okay. The Fall of the House of Sunshine, I see as a, as a, a really weird podcast version of Dr. Horrible Sing-Along Blog meets Reaper the Genetic Opera meets Greg the Bunny set Ooh. on a kids TV show about dentistry. <laughs> that's deep. Yeah, there, there, there's... That goes, that's a few layers. Okay. There's a ton of dentist and teeth jokes. Uh, like, they have all the different terms that they use for, um, for, for jokes, and it's quite hilarious. Uh, there, like, it starts off with a murder, and then so there's an investigation, and then, um, it, but it's not like a, a, a true kind parody. It's, it's you're just following this this guy who's trying to. It's just the the plot device. It's uh, it goes in so many weird directions. I'm only on like episode eight, and there's there's a huge backlog of episodes. I have no idea how like they produce this show because it is really good mm. quality. The 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 music numbers are amazing. Uh they they go through tons of different styles of music and they're all performed and recorded and and produced really well. Some of the um they do some style parodies um and they have like a, a Veruca Salt parody and they have like <laughs> um I mean just a, a whole a whole range of different like styles that they pick from it's just it's it's i just laugh out loud and i'm like just shaking my head with my mouth agape just like what the heck is happening here so it's uh i officially can't wait awesome awesome i'm i look forward to hearing back yes i'm very excited okay fantastic cool so uh pocket casts got um got bought then yeah they were snatched up by a npr consortium what do we what do we think what do we think this means are we going to see changes is the app going to become free uh is the npr app going to move over to uh to this what 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 are our thoughts team 
panel. I'm in the p- opinion that nothing's going to change, at least for the <laughs> foreseeable future. Um, th- I, I know that there was a, a theory that they they were going to, uh, the NPR consortium was going to use that acquisition in order to apply RAD, R-A-D, uh, which is like a tracking, um, not software, but the tracking um, protocol, technique. I guess you'd say. Yeah. Technique. Yeah. Um, protocol would be the right word. So they could um, more easily understand what people are doing, like uh, when they play and pause, when they subscribe, when they um, skip an ad, that kind of stuff. And I don't like the thought of that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I, for, for on one hand, I, I don't know if it really even, ha- if Pocket Cast really hasn't. A large enough user base for that to get good results, and because I saw somewhere that uh, the 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 user base was actually pretty small, but yeah, it definitely makes me not want to use the app. I actually, <laughs> I actually deleted it. Like I don't even use it anymore. I hadn't used it in a long time, and I just deleted it because I'm like, Meh. well, you're you're an Overcast user, right? Absolutely, diehard. I, I'm an Android user, so I don't have. I use Pocket Cast. I don't understand uh, the uproar. Really, I, I I disagree about the pricing. I think. I think that uh, NPR certainly wants its own little distribution channel, uh, which makes mm-hmm. sense. And I think that Pocket Cast will become free. Um, yeah, I could see that. I think it should. I think it should become free. I could be wrong. Uh, the founder has been pretty darn uh, firm about nothing changing, which is, I think, a good thing yeah. for the for the user base overall. So I'm really happy for him. Um, I, I certainly think that you know they're they're gonna. I assume NPR will get access to statistics um, and data because even without RAD, the player app will have a lot of those, a lot of that data that they're looking for. And a three percent sample size is is pretty good to to kind of yeah. make some some extrapolations and figure some stuff out. So uh, I, I think it's a good thing, maybe, or or maybe it's a terrible thing. I don't know. Well, <laughs> like. I mean that data, okay. It's but it's going it's going to like four different uh, public radio companies, and you know that's that's cool. So they can use that um, that three percent knowledge. But then at the at like it's not open. It's not it's not available to right to everyone. Yeah, so you yeah. know they're they use that for their advantage. I mean, it makes sense. It's business world and capitalism. And I'm, I'm also I'm I'm firmly against capitalism. I was talking about this yesterday. So uh, yeah, my opinion <laughs> is that. Uh, that I think this is a good move for NPR, um, yeah, and and maybe a bad move for the the uh, the openness of of a protocol like Rad. Um, so well, I guess mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. I, I think I think that the more data and statistics we all get, the better the space will become. So hopefully, it's not a move to wall off uh, that three percent of that data and, and keep it for themselves. That doesn't seem like their type of way of doing business since they're a public radio consortium, but we'll see. Yeah. Having been involved in building a project uh, mainly uh, last year and, and a bit into this year that was um, trying to reinvent some of the protocols and some of the thinking um, around uh, podcasting and uh, build a new open protocol, um, one of the things that, that I wanted to build in from the get-go was um, more useful analytics um 
but making it anonymized. Um, so right. yes, uh, you know, you, you could you could tell one person from another, which is that that's really the, the the holy grail. If you can accurately tell one person from another, it doesn't mean that you can tell who that person is. Right. It just means that mm-hmm. a person isn't confused with b person, and that's 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 huge, and that's still anonymous. Um, and so, you know, there are there are ways to do that using um, using apps because an app can give you some form of hashed ID field that is unique to that person but doesn't identify them. And then you get to choose whether you want that identity that if you like a passport do you want that to be passed around other podcasts or do you want to have a new id for each podcast uh, so that you're not identified across different podcasts and that was part of what we were building into the protocol um mm-hmm. and the whole point of this was to be able to give more accurate information uh, to podcasters and i like I, I know not everyone agrees and you know you listen to atp and and marco will 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 you know talk at great lengths to this and and i understand it from his point of view especially from an Apple point of view, um, yep. that is, you know, it's 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 that thing of you know, Apple. You buy the device; they don't need to, you know, that they're, they're expensive. They don't need to then um, make it cheaper by by selling your your data. Um, and I think some app developers have the have the same viewpoint, uh, and I think Mark is definitely one of them. And so, while I like I, I support that point of view, I think podcasters can make better shows when they know more about their listeners um on aggregate and that can be done in a totally non-invasive way um you know our our pulse gets very elevated when we talk about privacy um certainly you know in in the last few months it's it's getting more and more so but i think we have to not be quite so shrill about it and and i think we can be Mm -hmm. sensible and say there are ways to report this information and it's not all about um it's not always about what um, ads are being skipped or whatever. It might just be, you know, you take a, a program like this and we might find out that, oh, well, it turns out that no one listens to the segment where we try and find Mark's new favorite podcast. Um, and <laughs> Maybe so, we shouldn't put it up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, you know, we make it a bonus feature or something like that or we, whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have ads. And so, but but that information can still be really interesting. Um, yeah. And, and it's you know also just knowing that someone has actually listened to an episode and not just downloaded it because <laughs> it's, ama- it's mm-hmm. amazing that 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 doesn't oh my gosh is that yeah, is that crazy it is mm-hmm. uh, it, it it absolutely is and as someone who runs a platform and and who would like to be able to to you know give people information about how long they've listened uh, and mm-hmm. and you know how many people actually have listened versus downloaded that kind of information is is really really valuable and so i absolutely support a mechanism that allows that to be reported yeah, i think i think you can't really say boy i wish discovery were were better or boy i wish uh the perfect podcasts were presented to me every time i open my app and also in the same breath say like I don't want my. But we're not going to tell you anything about. Uh, yeah, the, you can't know anything about me or anything I listen to. I hope that that wasn't what it, it sounded like. I was trying to say. Well, that that does certainly seem like there. There's a camp that that says that, and and it's like, mm-hmm. it's sure, like what are you? Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah, you have to have. Yeah, it. so. I, I have very complicated thoughts as I do with almost everything. Like when <laughs> I, I want all the data I can possibly get about what I'm doing. I, I want to know how many hours I've listened to. Like I, I envy the pocket casts uh, self data. Like the only data I get from overcast is how many hours I've saved with smart speed, which is a fun thing, but it's right. not like I'm, I'm curious, like how much, how much time I actually spent listening today and, and that kind of stuff. But I, and I, I do like, I want to be able to provide 
data on my listening habits uh, to to um, and, and anyone who really cares about it. Like I share it online all the time <laughs> uh, publicly, um, but I want to be able to know you know what's being shared and how it's being shared. So it's yeah. My, I I want I, I really want a um a podcast app that is part podcast app um part podcatcher and part sort of social network i want to be able yeah. to get a feed of you know a, a tab for for my podcasts and then a tab for the podcasts that my friends are listening to and to mm-hmm. be able to actually comment on something and and have that little stream of commenting like a uh, like on instagram like I, I i sort of don't really understand why that doesn't exist yet for us breaker Breaker has it. Oh yeah, I did not like Breaker. Oh boy. Yeah, this is the thing. I think I think I tried using Chorus and uh, mm. just give, give give me a give me six months, Mark. All right, <laughs> uh, Pot- We're gonna have user profiles. We're gonna have custom lists, discussion boards, uh, commenting. You're gonna be able to follow each other. So get, just give me some. Give me some time. You're talking about updates to Podchaser, of course. I just want I want the listeners to know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and I like I will be so on board. Um, yes, because I, uh, you know, I, I love what, um, and I, I don't check in with Podchaser enough, but I, um, when I do, I look at it and I go, that's, that's so close to what, like <laughs> absolutely yeah. what I want. It's almost there. It's almost, it's always I mean, it's, almost you know, there. Every time I check in as well. We're so close guys. I, I, like, <laughs> We're so close. I know you don't have infinite, uh, infinite funds, but I, I want the app. I want the app on my phone because, um, <laughs> yes. I, I, you know, I love, I love Pocket Casts. Uh, sorry, I love um, Overcast. I like Pocket Casts as well. I love Overcast because um, there are, you know, really, really good features in there. But I ain't that loyal. You know what I mean? I like, I will, <laughs> yeah. I will switch. I right. will switch to an app that is, uh, I think, a good deal more social because yeah. podcast listeners are social beings, and getting a really simple and easy way to share that kind of information, right. uh, to, to to share what we're listening to, to share what we've enjoyed. Like that is that's big, and it can still be built on open protocols. I obviously I host way too many podcasts, um, <laughs> and I can see you know the the data of of you know the, the download numbers and the streams, and you know it's 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 limited. Everybody knows that the podcast um, analytics are are limited because you can only see so much. But I also have a mailing list through Mailchimp, and Holy crap! They give you a lot of data. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I know. I like. It's 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 manipulating my mind. Like I I didn't know that I wanted to see all this data for podcasts until I realized. Oh wow! Not only can I see how many people have opened my um my email, how many people have clicked around on things, but I can see who clicked on which link. Yep. In oh my, it's so much detail that I'm like. Should I have all this detail? Do I? Should I know which of my friends are clicking on that? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so creepy on on this end. <laughs> like, like I, you know. Then I would think about like how many I'm I'm subscribed to. I don't know how many dozens of of uh, newsletters, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm giving them all this data, and they're looking at like, oh, Brendan clicked on this, and he's interested in that. And oh boy, it's it's a mind trip. Well, just it's just a good point though that email an ancient technology uh, has evolved uh, with with the modern times and we can see yes. how many times somebody's opened something and and almost in real time and it's it's uh 
needs needs to happen for podcasts with all the the spam email and everything that we get. Is that a good thing? Is it a good thing that we it's evolved to include so much data? Uh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think I I trust I trust Mailchimp, and uh, one of the reasons I I always my favorite email newsletters to get are the ones that come from Mailchimp because one of my favorite things to do, uh, which is so passive aggressive, which is so me, is when I get an email uh, that's come through from a mailing list on Mailchimp, and I can't remember ever having signed up to this ever having ticked a box that says it's okay for you to email me your marketing email i love Mm -hmm. being able to tick the box that says i didn't sign up for this email i don't necessarily tick the spam one but i always do tick you know when i come to unsubscribe i say i never signed up for this email and and that's one of the reasons i trust mailchimp because they give us that option i think they do actually go a good way to uh towards um letting people back out when they don't want to receive yeah. that that stuff which you know does yeah. make me think that I don't mind cuz I'm not one of these people who who really worries that much about privacy in in as much as so much of this data is in aggregate no one's actually look like I had this conversation with someone about Alexa um and uh so th- you know they were saying oh, I don't want a box listening to me and I'm like I had to say none of us is that interesting no. that there is someone listening to what we're saying it doesn't like it, it doesn't work like that. In aggregate, that information is very different. But um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm all for that, and I know not everyone is. But I think the reasons that people say they're against that stuff are they tend to be a bit knee jerky because they're not really thinking about w- what that data actually means. Even yeah. to a degree, you know, Google once upon a time having the ability to read your email um, so that they can serve <laughs> ads against it doesn't mean that there's a physical person reading your actual mm-hmm. email. It's a computer. It doesn't mm-hmm. know you are the person that you are and where you live. And they're like, and so, In the future, robots will be treated as humans. <laughs> oh, no. Did you see the, did you see the uh, Google I.O. clip Yesterday with the uh, yes, oh my amazing gosh, the assistant call, calling the restaurant. Oh my gosh, yeah, the, the restaurant and the haircut. That was a jaw dropping moment, and, and shows like yeah. what what where we're headed and how how exciting but terrifying it is. I didn't I didn't listen to it, but I uh, I did hear about it. Oh, you you've got to listen to it. it. It's so convincing. It's so if if somebody were to call me, if that happened to me, I would have completely fallen for it. I would have thought, oh, this yeah. is just a person. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'll, also about um. Concerning Alexa, I have a hot take. Oh, I think that smart speakers are great. I think that smart speakers yeah. and podcasts don't belong together, and I don't understand the push. I I just don't get it. Can you guys explain that to me, or or what do you think? I I can have a go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cook and I wash up. Okay. Okay. And and so I put the podcast <laughs> on. Yeah, I so I put the podcast on, and it's great. Okay. <laughs> I usually do it via Bluetooth. Um, what I want is, again, I want the app that is cross-platform that knows what podcasts I've listened to, so that I can say in the because one of the things I love, and it's all because it's part of the you know Amazon ecosystem, is I can say, "Hey, lady in a can, continue reading my audiobook." Right, and it knows what book I was listening to, and it picks up exactly where it left off. I could have been listening on my phone, um, and it will just go, "All right, continuing the audiobook, and we carry on." And I do my dishes, or I cook, and then I say, uh, "Lady in a can, stop." I want to be able to say, um, <laughs> li- "Continue listening to my podcasts," and it just plays the, you know, continues playing the one I was listening to, and then goes to next in my queue, and that kind of stuff. I think uh, would be 
wonderful and is is so within our grasp as something we can do as is so much with this uh, with with the entire industry it is all stuff that we can do we're just not doing it yet because no one's finding the the money to make it happen i think no one's finding the mm-hmm. the, the, the money is the money is certainly coming um mm-hmm. and i think this year and next year are going to be super exciting for for podcast mm-hmm. tech um that people are finally figuring out like oh this is interesting this is this is changing mm-hmm. the world so the money is coming baby <laughs> that's right brendan <laughs> capitalism is going to make your your the favorite thing in your life much much better oh okay. <laughs> So yeah, we were talking about different. Uh, we were talking about updates to podcast apps and specifically to Podchaser about incorporating more um, more features and everything to better serve the podcast listener. Right. Uh, so what's what's upcoming for Podchaser? What's what's in the pipeline? What, what can we look forward to? What's what's happening now? So um, we we are finishing our fundraising round. So we we. Uh, mm. We did it a long time, bootstrapping it and doing it, you know, nights and weekends. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. then we realized, like, hey, uh, to really grow this and to get these features out so that our users don't kill us, uh, we need we need to be doing this full time. And so we went out, and uh, I'm from Kentucky, so <laughs> uh, it's a little difficult to to raise money, but uh, we figured <laughs> it out. And so we have we we actually next week. Um, we'll be done with our with our round, which is super exciting. And mm. so we already have uh, one, two, three, like three developers on board, contractors, and then mm. um, the team is is all transitioning to full time. Cole is full time, and so you're going to see a lot more features coming out at a, at a much quicker pace. So that's super exciting. The first thing that's coming out is uh, a custom lists feature. Um, which we're really excited about. Uh, very similar to you know Goodreads, Letterboxd, where you can create uh, an episode or podcast list and you can annotate it, add sections, share it on a platform. Ooh. We'll be integrating with uh, Radio Public and Player FM so you can easily open them within your favorite player app. And those integrations will come um, to other apps as well uh, in the future. So it's just a like like Mark said, you know, Having a kind of cross-platform solution to to sharing is mm-hmm. and to be able to easily hit one button and have that list go on Twitter is our goal, and uh, it we yeah. it's great. I think I think you're really gonna like it. Um, should be coming out uh, at the end of this month, and so that's amazing. That's exciting, and then our people feature is coming out right after that. Oh, finally, awesome! Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Know, final- that was like the 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 original thing that was yes. super excited. Yes, for. the people feature is coming. Uh, we you will be seeing a um, landing page soon, so that you can start putting in. You know, I'm Mark Stedman, and I host this podcast and this podcast. Hello, and uh, so that we're going to start collecting that early on, so that we can sell it to Russia, <laughs> and then we'll be at Podcast Movement, and we'll have a booth. And we'll have a, a little kiosk to where you can get a, a professional headshot and also input your your like your name, and you'll be you'll be you'll shot you'll shoot straight to the Podchaser page. So, yeah, those are the two main things coming soon: is is lists and people. And um, we're super jazzed. So so exciting! It's finally happening. 
So Podchaser is built around ratings and reviews and having that public online, putting your name out there and, and giving that data to the world to, to use as they please. What, uh, what are the ethics around uh, rating and reviewing podcasts? What, what, do, we, what do we think about um, giving, giving somebody's hard work uh, a, a two-star rating and just dropping it and leaving? All right. Here's my spiel. Um, as it stands <laughs> currently, you can... You're not, you know, if you make an account with with Google or you can make an account with an email address, so you can you can have an anonymous review. Uh, you still have an account, but it, it can be anonymous essentially. Um, my opinion on anonymous reviews, I I think actually people tend to behave better if their little faces on the on the review, and and I I tend to prefer that. But I also understand. Mm-hmm. I also understand, Brendan. I don't know if Mark came out with a an episode and it was just absolute trash, and mm-hmm. th- this would never happen. But and you you want to say like, hey man, like I think that's a three star. Maybe you don't want Brendan Hutchins next to it. <laughs> Maybe you want to give him that that feedback <laughs> anyway. Now, of course, since you're friends, yep. you probably would would text him and be like, Mark, that episode was trash. So that stunk. Yeah. <laughs> I completely support that um, because there are there are podcasts that I that I listen to that I support, and I might want to be able to say, "Hey, you always say this, and it really, really irritates me because it's irritating and dumb. I wish you'd stop saying that." But what the the the, the bit that isn't unsaid is how much I actually really like the show. But because this thing irritates mm-hmm. me, I want to be able to mark it down, and and you know I'm still a Patreon supporter or whatever, um, right. and so. Like I, I, I absolutely do see the value in being able to do that. No, I do. Mm-hmm. I do think that. So, of course, uh, with a five star system, you tend to be skewed to the five star end and the one star end. Um, yeah. As as it stands, Podchaser, we've been pretty pleased with the. We've had a pretty equal distribution, and so we mm. we don't see. Of course, every single podcaster claims their page and, and rates every episode a five star. As soon as they make an account, and that's okay, and that will kind of fix itself in the long run. So, um, you know, it, <laughs> I, I understand some people don't like the five star system. I think for me and and for for Podchaser, the the way we envision it is that the star gives you a very very quick indication of okay yes or okay no, and then I think reviews are much much more helpful. And, yeah. and really, you know, like Mark, you could give something a three stars. So like, man, that that person just kept sneezing the entire podcast, but it was a great <laughs> podcast, and I probably would still listen to it, even though they're sneezing the whole time. So I think that um, I think reviews on the episode level, especially, are incredibly valuable. And I know that as a consumer personally, yeah, if I'm to buy something on Amazon, I actually enjoy reading reviews more than I more than I like. The product a lot of times, so uh, the hunt is 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 a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun. I definitely agree that the reviews for an episode are more helpful than a review for. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the rating for an episode is more helpful than a rating for the whole podcast because that can be so uh, blanket. Yeah, a, po- a podcast it's not really that accurate. Cha- changes year to year. It gets better and yeah. worse. It fluctuates for sure. And if I if I had just said at the top of the show. Uh, hey Mark, listen to the Fall of the House of the Sunshine, four and a half stars. Like, that means nothing. you know, it doesn't have the same thing. But because I went into all this detail and gave a review, more or less, uh, right? That you know, now he's excited. Do you have thoughts, Mark? Do you have a review uh, podcast online? <sighs> I'm I'm really bad at this. Um, so I have done. Um, but because I'm not 
because I don't use the Apple Podcasts app, like I have absolute sympathy with people because, uh, you know, the, the the place where until Podchaser conquers the world, the place <laughs> where this sort of most has an impact would, you know, certainly the wisdom is that it is on the Apple Podcasts site. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact is only iOS users can do that um, right. or only people who have the uh, iTunes app can do that. And that's probably going to get harder because I think iTunes is going to split out at some point and it's going to be a whole different thing. Um, and so that, like that is a, <clears throat> it's actually really hard. We, I think I, we said this last week or the week before, it's actually really hard to review a podcast. Um, it's not easy. You, there's so many hoops right. you got to jump through. Um, and so I think, that that's why I, I you know I'm I'm lazy and I want the the same app that I'm listening to a podcast and I want to be able to just open yeah. that up and even like I, I like the idea of uh, I think SoundCloud does this where you can you know just tap a heart um, or, or you know like the medium thing where you can clap um, being able to say you know something good's just happened I want to just tap that um, as it were mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Um, just tap, tap that app just tap just tap app. it. Mm-mm. Um, and, or, or you know, get to the end, and there be what would be, okay. Mm, I'm now just writing um, uh, proposals for apps I'm never going to build, um, but I hope someone else will. <laughs> is what would be super cool is I get to the end of listening to a podcast, and um, it goes into a little queue, a little uh, like um, it, the 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 name of the episode goes into a little thing that says, "Hey, what did you think about this?" And I can take one of two actions: I can just swipe it away, or I can say, you know, like the the Uber driver thing, like I can just give it a quick rating and then put some comments in, and it could just be one short sentence, um, you know, a really interesting story, or uh, hated the guest, but. You know, or really love the guest, but the host irritates me. You know, Mm -hmm. those little kind of things. Mm -hmm. One sentence, bang, done, and then it's off the list. Yes, that I think that kind of stuff for for those that are real, uh, not necessarily super listeners, but those who are sort of the the more discerning listeners. Those are the opinions that really can can move or shake because. those you know those those are to a degree the people you want to target but also those are taste makers to a degree and so there's their opinions might matter and trickle down to the people who don't necessarily do that stuff and the only way that that's really going to happen is you make it super 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 easy and i think when that happens whether it's chorus or the the official pod chaser app um coming soon to my dreams um is mm-hmm. when when that happens that will be i think uh, uh uh, game changer. I have to say, yeah. I think it will change the game. Our strategy is is um, I'm not just saying this because you because you said it, but <laughs> is is there similar? There, there's not only there's a problem in in accessibility to doing the rating and review, but there's also a problem of just remembering to do it. Yeah. So yeah. it's got to be tied to the listening experience, mm-hmm. and yes. we agree with that. And so that's why Podchasers strategy and um i can't say a whole lot but mm-hmm. we are integrating with with different player apps so that uh-huh. you, might see, you might see pod chasers little you know rotten tomato kind of indicator uh in more than one app in the future so that that's the that's the idea so that when you're done when you're 75 percent through or 100 percent through uh, you get a little, a pretty little modal that says, "How'd you like that episode?" My my little request is because you'll never, I, I I don't see anyone ever getting Marco to integrate with anything. <laughs> so get it get it into Castro because for me, Castro is the next best app to um 
to uh to, to, to overcast uh, i really like castro so get in get in castro i know it's absolutely your decision and you can control that and it's nothing to do with the other apps so yeah you know just push, <laughs> push your button into the other app it's that easy hello castro <laughs> if you're listening please uh send me an email <laughs> uh, I, I i completely understand the assumption that would never happen with overcast i i listen to atp and everything else that marco does and i know his firm stance on he doesn't like ratings and reviews he doesn't like uh opening he isn't like third parties integrating with this app he he wants to be his own silo and i completely get that and so i've been as as a diehard overcast user because i love the the speed and audio quality um i have been giving it a lot of thought on how i could possibly have my two loves of overcast and Podchaser working together like i like our whole our whole thing is yes we would love to do that we would love to be um that's that's our whole goal is is to be yeah. have our tentacles you know all over the space and have anybody who wants to use it can use it. So yeah, that, that's absolutely uh, doable. And uh, Marco, I know that I've tried to get a hold of you, but email me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He happy to work with you in any in any capacity. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> and th- this this might be a wrong and b an unpopular stance. So I'll, I'll temper that. But uh, I think those kinds of opinions that are held by the likes of Marco are very easy to be held when you are um, very secure in your audience and you right. you know that you've got people who will listen to everything you put out. It's very, yep. very easy to be siloed when you know that people are already in your space. People are already buying your pins and your t-shirts and, sure. um, and, mm-hmm. and you know, when you, when you recommend a bag, you know people will use your affiliate code, for whatever. Um, yep. And, and I, and so I, I think that what that comes of is is a degree of complacency um and i think the rest that you know it's it's that that's really the, that that's the little bit of the shark's fin that's poking out of the water but there's a great friggin big shark underneath um right. that that is made up of the rest of the world that would actually also quite like someone to just go hey i enjoyed that episode Hey Bradley, are podcasts sustainable? Are they sustainable by the ad model? Like, should podcasting be free to the end user? You have sixty seconds. Go. Okay, I I think that the ad model is sustainable for the top one percent of podcasts. I think for mm. the uh, for the rest of the world, ads are not sustainable. And until you remove the person in the way who is the ad company or person serving the ads and go to a Mm. direct model i think that uh people aren't going to make real money on podcasts until that happens so i don't i don't think there's any reason podcasts should be free forever i think that they should always have a free option but uh Mm. what is more interesting to me is the ability to directly pay the podcaster um in mass with with one unifying system of software so that's my take uh i think it's it's probably with that that we uh we have to say our goodbyes so sad there's so there's so much more this is so sad guys there's so much more to disagree on (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell the internet how to find you if they if you want them to find you find me on you can email me i'm bradley at podchaser.com you can find me on twitter i am b radley davis which is bradley davis with an e before the b and the r or follow us on at podchaser 
Or go to podchaser.com, make an account, leave all the ratings and reviews in the world. Please, 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 please. Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Get links to everything at bitrate.podium.co and bookmarkpodchaser.com, the new place to rate and review podcasts. More potato puns next week.